Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Eddie Moore as a Jeff Hurst. The trailer breaking and Billy Bones. A Paolo DiCaprio. West Ham United. More than just a Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Season 10, episode 16. It's been a while since I hosted. It's George. I'm here with Sean. Hello, Sean. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, Georgie, Georgie, Georgie. Hello. I am here with John. Hello, John. Hello. How are you? Very well, thank you. Yourselves? Yeah, really good, thanks. Good, good. Uh, I'm here with the one and only Canning Town, Len. Hello, Len. Good evening. How are you? Yeah, really good, thanks. Great stuff. Uh, and it is Nigel Khan, Shedman. We've got the jingle. I'm in my shed. This is more than just a podcast. A retro podcast. We've gone back in time, people, to five years ago when George used to host. <laughs> we have. We have. Well, it's well, actually it because Sean yeah. forgot, his, forgot his headset. Um, so it sounds awful. Yeah, apologies. What happened to your headset, Sean? Uh, it's, it's a long story, but basically um, it was stolen by a Democrat and uh, who uh, ran off of it and uh, wouldn't return it. Because uh, it's a new normal. Perhaps he's biding his time till he takes it back. Okay. I've never, I've never heard his name said. I've only seen it written down. So I wasn't sure if it was Biden or Biden. Biden. Thanks very much. No. Irish. Uh, okay. Mayo, apparently. Oh. Like well, it's not. It's not a Joe Biden podcast. It's a West Ham podcast. Uh, we are here to talk about West Ham. Yeah. Uh, I think we've only got one game to cover, have we not? Or have we got? Well, I, I mean, I didn't listen to the last episode, if I'm honest. I don't know what ones you talked about. Um, but there is just played, the one. We played Fulham this weekend, didn't we, on Saturday night? Yeah. Did we all watch it? Yes. yes. That's a start. Oh, Did that we, repeats did now, was it? They're 14 pound 95, I'm sure. Obviously. No. <laughs> uh, Sean. 
if you want to give a quick summary of the game, because you don't have the best microphone. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, by the way, I donated £14.95 to the Iron Supporting Food Banks. I'm delighted that they just uh, tipped over on Sunday to 10 grand target they wanted. So well done, John and, and all the volunteers at Iron Supporting Food Banks and uh, Noon Food Banks. Look, it was. Um, I always thought we were going to go into this game, and it would be a difficult one because we raise our game for the big teams like Spurs and Liverpool and Man City, and then usually fall apart. And you know, Fulham were there for the taking. We didn't seem to be taking our chances. They were frustrating us and trying to stop us playing the game and you know it got to, i'm gonna fast forward because you said quick i, I got to <laughs> i was just thinking that i got to i got to 90 minutes I thought, you know it's a point at least we haven't lost right and then and then as soon as that um cross came across and uh and it came to um ben rama i thought offside straight away and then and then, obviously, Suchek, who'd been pretty anonymous, scored. And I still thought, mm, VAR, when they showed the replay, I thought, oh, that would be offside. Wasn't. And then I'm, I'm jumping around, and I was really jumping around because it's unexpected, 94th minute with one. And, of course, the penalty um, appeal. And, and I must, I, I'll tell you the truth now, I, I forgot to turn my notifications off. So... <laughs> Um, I got the message that by the time they decided whether the penalty was going to be taken, up on my phone it goes full time West Ham one nil. So I relaxed. So I knew the penalty was going to be missed. So I had a relaxing watch of that ridiculous penalty. Um, and as I think, not to steal Nigel's thunder, um, but um, he, he posted a, a get out of fr- uh, jail free card, and I think he was right. You know, it, it shouldn't have been a West Ham goal. And that was a ridiculous penalty taken by Fulham. But, hey, we probably deserve one. Three points. Thank you very much. Um, and thank you, VAR. Thank you. Well done, Sean, for keeping that quick. Uh, John. Hello. Do you think the goal was offside? Um, I did from the first angle, because the way Hilaire jumped, I thought he was directly interfering. But then when he looked at it from the goal onwards... Sort of like he he he's pretty clear of the goalkeeper's line of sight. So, in the current rules as they stand, he wasn't offside. So, no, I don't. To be honest, I don't know the current rules anymore. I'm very confused. <laughs> uh, Len, yes, mate. Side Ben Rama, yes. Assist, and then gives away a penalty. Yeah. What do you make of him and his short appearance on the pitch at the weekend? Um, I was pleased to sort of see him ready to come on the 60th minute and then eventually coming on the 70th minute. Um, <laughs> so I'm glad he got a run out. Um, the the game was crying out for him, although I, I had no complaints about Moyes' setup, the team he chose, or actually really the performance of the team. I think Fulham played their part to make it hard for us. Our win-backs were naturally getting forward a bit more because Fulham uh, consequently had a little bit less possession and they added an extra man in the midfield. But you've got to give the Fulham boys credit, especially Robinson, their left back, who was 
Mm. Just had the better of Kufau completely. Um, so I thought the um, the substitution, as you say, with Ben Rama was well-timed. And he impressed me. He was just what we needed to unlock it. And eventually he did because he played the old-fashioned inside-left position. So we didn't have uh, – so the, the defenders didn't overlap so much and he could be inside a bit more the creator. Uh, a bit more trouble when he had a, a double chance earlier on and I'm pleased to see him go for the goal because I think we needed we needed uh, that rather than I know the commentator said he could have laid it off but he had to avoid a lot of players to lay that off so I'm, I'm glad he had a, a good crack at the goal and um, yeah I was impressed with him pleased to see him shame about the the, the penalty he, give, he gave away, as you mentioned, mm. but with the goalkeeper in the box waiting for the corner to come in, there's no point in trying to say keep out of the area, really, because even if even if the ball would have come back out, the ref would have probably blown up anyway. Um, so it was a little bit unfortunate there, but yeah, I was pleased to see him. I'm excited about him, George. Yeah, he did look exciting. <laughs> Uh, Nigel, I'm going to come to you as the as the goalkeeper in the group. What did you make of the penalty? Um, the penalty, dear, oh dear, what was he thinking? <laughs> um, I, I mean, the funny thing is, is if it miskicked it the other way, it would have been a goal. The, the, the problem with that is, I'm sure as the manager, uh, the, the, you, there's a backstory to it in that some of Fulham's other penalty takers, like Mitrovic, They've missed penalties this season. And that's why Lookman stepped forward to take this penalty. But when it's the last kick of the game, mm. you've, got to, you've got to make sure that if it don't go in, the keeper pulls off a weldy. And, and then you can say, well, I did everything I could do. But to do that is possibly the worst penalty I can think of. That technically hit the target. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty yeah. bad. I don't know if in the stats that actually goes down as a shot on target because it was on target. But uh, as as penalty misses go, um, that's up there with the worst. And and that's the thing with doing that Panenka penalty that when they come off. The thing is, as well, is as a goalkeeper is, you're trying to embarrass the goalkeeper. You, you don't do that when you're 1-0 down. You, you do that when you're 3-0 up and you've got a penalty. Yeah. Yeah? For the final humiliation. You don't do that, try and humiliate the goalkeeper um, in, in that way when you're 1-0 down and it is the last kick of the game. Especially for a team like Fulham who are going to know that Every point I need the point, yeah, is important. Uh, I think that was what would upset me the most. If I was a Fulham fan, you know, yeah. a point a point is massive to them away from home against oh. anyone. So I mean, gutting the game itself. I was confused by Twitter's reaction at half time because they were just like slating West Ham, a, a lot of people on there, and I couldn't fathom it out. And I responded to one bloke, the world-class tennis player, Andy Lackthorne, who is in probably the, one of the best wheelchair tennis players in the world. And um, But for me, he, he's just another reactionary West Ham fan. 
He was screaming at half-time, get Ben Rama on, get Ben Rama on. Having a go at four nails. I'm thinking, well, four nails has done nothing wrong. Um, it, it was it was one of them games, you know, Fulham fighting for their lives. It's going to be tight. Our goal, and I'll show you, and I'll tell you why, for me, personally, it was offside and it shouldn't have counted. In that last week, I complained about Liverpool's goal. Um, where Mane was offside and the ball was put through and our defenders looked to catch Mane offside and then Jota ran on from onside and scored. So for me, while in the, in the current laws of the game, that because Mane didn't touch the ball, he's deemed not to be offside. But he's interfering with play because he's in the eye line of the defenders and, and part of the defending was to catch him offside. The same thing happened with Haller. Not yeah. not when he jumps, but when the original cross is put into the in, box. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the thing is, what perhaps saves Haller is either Haller's position or the cross, take your pick, was so poor, it went over Haller's head. And the defender dropped and headed it out. And then the play broke down, false of Ben Rama, good setup, lays it off, which I think he'd learnt because he'd had two shots on target in one go like 10 minutes before that, didn't he, when he dribbled through and had two bites of the cherry. This time, he does lay it across and 1-0. Thank you very much. It's a stupid rule, that offside rule. Uh, at London Stadium, I've got a good uh, position to see sometimes a cross will come in, a striker's offside, the cross is so bad, yet a defender's got no choice other than to head it over his own crossbar and can see the corner. And the, the, with the the lines were never put in the um, the flag up. You're giving the a, a team a free corner where yeah. the guy's offside, and you're rewarding a bad cross. There's something they need to look at. This rule. Now we've got VAR. I think the rules should be simplified loads, especially the offside rule. Why they're making it so complicated with this new armpit thing? It's it just staggering. I'm lost for words with it. Oh, offside used to just be offside, didn't it? Yeah. And there was a reason to, to stop goaling him, wasn't there? It's not like that yeah. now. Did you see Bamford's... Who's the, who saw Bamford's... Yeah, that, that's what I was referring to, really. Uh, unbelievable. And the thing Pointing is... where he wants the ball. Yeah. <sighs> VAR... I don't... I can't remember what the feels. I've been anti-VAR since before they even... And whatever... I still maintain that if you were pro VAR, I don't want to hear you whinge about it because you should you have said something earlier. You should have said something about VAR. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why I didn't, but still, you've opened Pandora's box now. They ain't going to walk away and let it go. You know, and the worst thing I, I saw at the weekend was um, one of the penalties, which neither were penalties. I think it was the Leicester game, and at half time. They showed you inside the VAR room and they were having a discussion. In it. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and you're thinking, well, one, they shouldn't show you inside the VAR room because it only winds us up. But two, it's, it's two people discussing how it was, whether it was a penalty or not. So how can you give it? How can they yeah. give a penalty? Well, That's they the give truth, it to the, man, the, the ref now to do pitch side, which is the decision he made. Um, at the London Stadium for the Fulham game, wasn't it? Yeah, you but know? he's under pressure. 
because he's been told to go and have a look at it, and I think the stats are that only he's one referee. No, hold up. Right, listen, right? He's told to go and have a look at it. Because so what they're basically saying is, we think you've got it wrong. Yeah, the referee last week that stuck with his original decision, the first referee to not change his mind, yeah, got took off the Premier League list this weekend, didn't referee in the Premier League. Oh, really? You tell me that that is not pressure from Mm. those that run the referees. Conspiracy theory, like it. Well, it's not conspiracy. Well, you could say it's, but that is a fact. The bloke became the first referee to not change his mind and he gets taken off the Premier League list for this week. Well, you should have said something about VAR before it was introduced. A bit like London Stadium, crying after spilt meat. You should have said something before we moved to the London Stadium. Dear, oh dear. Sorry, uh, did, did you did you pay your fourteen ninety five to watch game nights? Me, yeah. Listen, I don't pay a fiver to watch any game. So, <laughs> did you make a uh, donation to the food bank? Uh, I will be making a donation to be fair, but um, not for the pay per view. And I will tell you why, because I, I wouldn't have paid the fifteen quid. So for me, that's entirely deaf now, isn't it? That thought that yeah, yeah, the international PR disaster, yeah. Only for the rest of the year. They don't say. They're only um, stopping it, making it free until the rest of the year. They review it again in January. So it's not for the rest of the season. Pay-per-view is free just for November and December. Well, they just got greedy, didn't they? If they'd have done it at a five or a game, it, it would have... You can't do that, though, John. You can't do it for a five or a game. And the broadcasters, right. John, they don't want to devalue their own products. Exactly so people right. like George yeah, who actually pay for Sky... It, but it's not. It's it, it. can be done when you're in the middle of a pandemic. When you're in the middle of a pandemic, you, but the EFL are charging you a tenner. For, so if you're a Sunderland fan, you can watch every Sunderland game ten pound per game. The Premier League cannot turn up and start saying, "Well, we're going to do it for a fiver." Well, they what they well they can do it for free, can't they? They're doing it for free now. It's it's the it's in the spirit of we're all in this thing together. This thing is fucking up everyone's lives and we're going to give you this for free that's the spirit of it and that's what was missing and that's why it's been a PR disaster yeah but we're not in it together are we because the players don't took a pay cut oh go back to that one are we save us with a stat attack George save us with a stat attack stat attack stat attack right we had 53% possession which meant Fulham had 47. Hey, 16 shots on 16 shots from us, 13 from Fulham. Wow. Seven shots on target we had, three shots for Fulham. Whether or not Lookman's penalty counts, don't know. <laughs> uh, corners, nine for us, five, and fouls, irrelevant. Uh, so, we win game, tight game. Where have we win? You want so? Where have we, we win? Well, yeah, we dominated it. We dominated all the stats, but they probably are closer than you'd think. Oh, well, do you want me to tell you we get in the FA Cup second round draw? Oh, is it happening now, is it? Yeah, we're, oh, we're not in it. Second we? round? Yeah. No, we're Third not round. It. Second round. 20, Stevenage. I'll just do the first one. Not in it. No. We don't enter it in the second round now, no, do we? That was sarcasm. Oh, 28. Okay. Stevenage against Hull. That's a big game, isn't it? Not. All right. It's not in the FA Cup second round podcast. Not no, anymore. it's not an FA Cup podcast at all. If it's got West Ham, that's another subject. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Anyway, moving on. I lost you for a second there, so can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Uh, Sean, I, you sent me some running order points because I am unexpectedly hosting. George. Injury update on Ogbonna, please. So Ogbonna, as we know, came off, was slightly angry, wouldn't shake hands with um, uh, Diop. Uh, he, he was upset. He's been recalled by Italy. 30-year-old, being recalled to Italy. And, of course, he's missed his chance. He had a scan today. I know Moyes said, oh, we're worried about his groin. He overstretched his groin area. He's got a strain, I've been told, not serious. Uh, he'd be back within two weeks. He'd be back playing at Sheffield. I know the manager said to the press he's worried or really worried. But I've I've spoken just before the podcast, someone at the club, and they went, don't. Don't be worried, Sean. He'll be fit by uh, Sheffield United and and um, and Mikel Antonio. He's doing well in training and uh, outside chance. If nothing else, he should be on the bench for Sheffield United. Is is the plan? It, they probably won't throw him straight in. But yeah, um, good news on on the injury front. Yeah, yeah. Do we owe you anything for that, Sean? No, that's free. That's completely free. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, just put your PayPal in the description. Yeah, yeah. But I think Dwayne, I've said uh, a long Sean, time that Antonio's no striker, Hilaire's a striker, and he should means. be playing. But you don't often notice no Antonio, don't you? When it's just Hilaire, yeah. It's, got, it's they've either well, they're either going to have to change the way we play, which they're not going to. So I can't see a future. For Hilaire at the minute, the way they're playing with him up top, he yeah. can't he can't be here for much longer. I wouldn't have thought. Well, Anto- we'll see. Well, no, Antonio, you you don't often see the difference, don't you? Yeah, yeah but is that because he, we need to find a different way to play with Hilaire? I think. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. They either got a change for him or what they're going to do. What do you reckon? I think they've got a change. You got to try it. So play him with Ben Rama up top. You're going to have to let either Masuaku or Fornell drop to the sideline. but it, And it'll be good to see, because if it works, it'll be good to have two ways of playing, wouldn't it? Yeah, do you, think he, do you think he's, he's flexible like that, Moyes? No. <laughs> <laughs> do I think he'll do it? No. You know. But a lot of people have been criticising Moyes and... and the fact that he he was rigid to the, the way he's been playing and, and not changed it from the start, but but when it's been successful, which it has been, let's let's not you know eleven points from those games sitting eleven at the table, especially when you look at the teams we played. It's 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 a formation that's that served him well, so he's going to stick with it, isn't he? Hmm. Yeah, I think it relatively worked. I know. You can't change it. You're quite right, Nigel. You can't change it. Yeah. And let's be uh, honest, if we had a, a flurry early doors in 10 minutes, we had three shots at once, that goes in and then we can pick them off with that formation um, after a little while. Yeah. I mean, we, our first, that first 10, 15 minutes, we, you, you, we could have comfortably have been at least one or two up, couldn't we? Yeah. You know, I mean, that was a great, Great strike by Bowen, wasn't it? And it was. Then a good, um, then a my good... of the match, I didn't say this earlier, was um, Cresswell. Yeah. What a player he's become. I mean, yeah. you saw the volley, his free kick hit the bar, and and his, his corners and his crosses, and his defending 
I mean, he's like a um, a different man. The system works well for him, doesn't it? Someone put for for Hammer of the Year. Maybe a bit too far, but one of the best games I've seen him play. He certainly suits the new formation. I think it was match of the day. It was either match of the day or match of the day two. They did a little expo on him uh, about possibly playing for England. Yeah, no, I heard that. And, and, you know, which is great to see because, again, it it shows sometimes with the fan part section of the fan base on Twitter that I get so frustrated with is that a player will have five or six bad games or, or go through a bad spell. And they instantly want him sold, get him out of the club. He's no good. We've got to get left backs in. You know, people were screaming in the transfer window, we need left backs, we need left backs. Got to get rid of Creswell and Masuaku. Now, two of our best players. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, Masuaku's looking. Canby Island. Good. Playing now, number 36. We've got a technical issue with George, so I'm just going to do Balls. the next. Uh, couple of uh, talking points before we move on to questions, and we'll get George back. Um, the first one is, I don't know if you saw, did anyone see the game between uh, uh, Arsenal and Villa at the Emirates yesterday? Yeah, I didn't. No. Anyone see the camera pan on uh, David Moyes in the stands? Yes. With his mask on. Yes, yeah, so apparently David Moyes is a bit of a workaholic. I was talking to someone at the club today and said, yeah, I said, oh, I see he was at the Emirates. He said, Sean, he goes to every game he can. You know, if you can get an invite, even in COVID, with his mask on, he'd go and watch it. He takes notes. We're playing Villa. And I don't know if you saw, but, I mean, Villa, obviously they beat Liverpool 7-2, but they ripped apart um, Arsenal. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, we play them in two games' time. We, If we don't um, work out how to defend against their midfield, we're going to be absolutely mullered by them. Did you? Who said they watched it? No, I didn't. What did you Not think me. of Villa and how they took apart um, yeah, Arsenal? The, you know, the, the, the funny thing is, is uh, a lot of people will be looking and going, you know, we were linked to Ross Barkley, whether rightly or wrongly it was true or not. But Villa stepped up, paid a lot of money, though, for him, just to loan him for a season <laughs> and picking up his wages. Um, Ollie Watkins, the, the £9 million player, that Sean got from transfer market that oh, sold for twenty eight million um, <laughs> in the real market. Uh, so you know, a, a big gamble for Villa, you thought, but it's paying off, isn't it? With with his two goals, um, the Scottish bloke McGinn, I've, I do like him. To be fair, and obviously Grealish is just getting better and better, and uh, and he. He surely is worthy of an England start, to be fair. Um, and the thing that Villa have done as well is they've got a really good goalkeeper. And I saw a funny stat that said that, because um, he, he was at Arsenal last season, wasn't it? Martinez, wasn't it? And it said clean sheets at the Emirates this season. Martinez won, Leno nil. So <laughs> it just, you know... Um, and Villa, blimey, I don't know. I think their game in hand might be against Man City, but they're three points off the top. A team that only stayed up because we've got a draw against us in the last game of the season. Yeah. You know, we think we've had a good turnaround, but they're bankrolled by the Chinese, aren't they? Or, 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 or whoever it is that, that um, runs them. 
Okay. Last question on running order before we move to questions. Um, ben Rama obviously came on, wanted to come on the 60 second, 60 minutes, didn't get on to 72. Four nails having a good game or, or, or good, good few runner games. Um, so is uh, Bowen. So is Masuaku. So I'm going to ask each of you, who would you drop to put Ben Rama or do you keep him as a sub? Start with you, Nigel. Well, if you're going to play Ben Rama, for me, you've got to go f- sort of four four two or four four one one. So therefore, I would drop probably um, Masuaku. Um, I, I, I like the energy of four nails. Okay, fair enough. Len? Um, I like him coming off the bench. I, I'm, I, I don't see anything wrong with someone coming in off the bench. Um, I suppose that could be a way to sort of mix it up a bit. But I don't. I never see any problem coming off the bench. So yeah, no, I, I agree with you. An impact sub, mm. Johnny. Johnny. No, I I agree with that. I leave him as he is. Give him, make try and give him twenty five, twenty minutes until he either wins his place because if he has does have impact, or you know, like everything, we'll end up with an injury at some point. In my defence, that weren't the question. What? Well, the question was, question. who would you drop? Who would you drop? Who would right. you drop? Or I did say, would you leave him as an impact sub? No, I never heard that bit. You said, who would All you right, drop? Well, let me throw in. I would drop um, four nails. I would, I, drop, I would drop four nails. Four nails wouldn't work as an impact sub, though, would he? No. So, I mean, that's... Well, then you have, you'd bring in Yarmolenko. Oh, yeah, I'm not true. sure I would. We'll leave... I'm just going to see yeah, if I can get okay. George. George, are you still listening? Because I can still hear George. George, who would you I am drop? I'm still listening, yeah. Yeah, who would who you would drop? I, who would I drop? I would probably drop four nails, personally. So George would um, drop four nails. I know yeah, the rest of you can't hear him. Well, I, think I, think I can hear him. Nigel Lenkin oh, him. I think it's just John. Um, but All obviously right. it's not good when the host isn't able to be heard by everyone on the podcast. So that's why I'm keeping quiet. Okay. Um, yeah. But I would I would probably drop four nails. I mean, I do like his energy. He is very energetic. But he, uh, I know he scored a couple of goals. So I'm trying to yeah. argue with myself here. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, I, don't, I don't see the, the the final product from him enough, and I'd like to give yeah. Ben Rahm a chance to see if he's got it. Yeah, cool. All right, I think that's us done. Um, Hold up. Do you want to introduce the next section? No, uh, wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Go on then, Nigel. Any other business? No, you can do that at the end. Come on, go on then. No, Any other business? You go, you go. Facebook, Twitter, question time. You go predictions. We talk about our crap. You are super six. Then we finish. We can mix it up, can't we? Two points the same as you. I'm supporting food banks, so they got their ten grand target. As Sean jumped in quick early, did the blah blah blah. Um, They are linking up with, um, so they're 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 pleased. They still need donations. Don't forget, I know it's an ongoing thing, people, but stick with it. Yeah, so they want to get a load of um, selection boxes out to the kids in the room. So, you know, if you can donate a selection box, 
and your logo. Advent calendar? Is it, yeah, or Advent calendar. That's what it is. I've select, got a selection box. It's not a selection box. It's an Advent calendar. Well, I do prefer a selection box. So, to be fair, I'm yeah, sure if he gets an Advent calendar or he gets a, a, you know, a, a selection yeah. box, he ain't going to complain, is he? More calories in a, in a selection box, isn't there, Tubby? Yeah, but there's more fun then, isn't it? To be fair. Is the selection box the crackers or is it chocolate? No, chocolate. You know, like the old Christmas stocking you used to get. Yeah. You know, the like. Cabbies, yeah, yeah, I remember it. Squix, Marathon, you know, whatever. Double decker. Double decker, yeah, you can't be a Did you really ever be done now? No. So, um, the, 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 he's collected, believe it or not, I think uh, uh, 10,000 tins of dog food, which are being distributed to local charities in the East London area. They've also teaming up with Ambition Aspire Achieve Kids Group in them because they're going to try and provide 2,000 Christmas parcels for the kids in need. Nice. And they've got hundreds of Advent calendars already. So if you want to donate, pop along, stick three quid in, four quid, five quid. Make sure you put Advent Calendar. We'll do a link and then um, keep your eyes peeled for the special fundraising that may or may not be happening in any time soon. <laughs> um, are you going to put your Christmas lights up in November like Russ? Uh, do, do you know what? The Christmas, Christmas should not be allowed to start until at least December the 1st. I agree with you there. Yeah. yeah, it's one day in the year. You don't need a six to eight week run up at it because that makes people get Christmas fatigue where they think, yeah. oh, my life. And I'm sorry. Sorry, Russ. Yeah, great things you do. And I know it's for charity and all that malarkey, irons, food banks, your Christmas lights. I think it's stupid. And, and <laughs> oh, my, 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 I would have you arrested. And, and put in prison until December the 1st and not let out. Oh, the Kebab King. Oh, he's going to come on the show. He, he, he's going to have a right to reply. When, when we have a dropout one week, uh, Russ is going to come on the show. When he's not doing anything like making scones or anything like that. Scones. Uh, he's scones, scones, whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, are you done now, Nigel? Um, I believe so, yeah. Uh, take it away, George. I'm assuming it was yeah. for that one. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went quiet. I was like, have I lost you again? Um, it's Facebook Twitter question time. It's where go, no, Nigel. George, 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 you've got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's Facebook Twitter question time. It's where Nigel posts something on our Facebook page. Uh, it also gets posted on our Twitter automatically. Sometimes we check the Twitter replies, not always. And Nigel spends. Uh, at least an hour going through your comments. So, Nigel, over to you. On Twitter. That- hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, this is, this is uh, Dan Abu, uh, 31-6940-390. Uh, he says, as the manager, how would you have dealt with Lookman after the game, following that penalty? Brady outs. Well, it's funny you should say that, because um, what crosses my mind... Does it say more about Parker as a manager that this kid done that in the first place? 
Because if he's any disciplinarian, he wouldn't even fucking, he wouldn't even cross his mind. So I think it probably says more about Parker. I I didn't see Parker's interview, but uh, your friend Belinda, Nigel, did mm. does on a, in her comments say um, he needs media training. So did he lay into him in his in his interview or? No, a few people brought it up. Basically, he, he he sort of said about he doesn't understand the offside rule, and then complained about it. And I think people have misread it. We can cover that when we get to those questions, okay? Um, perhaps, but I think that's what people are alluding to there in regards Parker. I mean, in regards Parker, uh, it, what would you do with Lookman? Um, because of his age, and at the end of the day, he's one of Fulham's best players. You got to put your shoulder around him and say, "Look, son, please don't do that again." <laughs> you know, you forgive him once, and and then you kick him up the arse a second time. It might be the making of him. You never know. Yeah. Fortunately, you know, we got away with it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you'd have done, Lim. Would you have, like sacked him? <laughs> uh, the boy? Yeah. Nah. I'd have showed him Ray Stewart videos. I'd say, look, man, you missed the penalty. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Uh, next up on Twitter, it's uh, Andrew Hall. He says, hello, chaps. He says, brilliant show as always. Very pleased to pick up three points Saturday, even though it was probably the worst penalty seen against us in 45 years supporting our great club. Uh, But luckily for us, he was really pleased by Aaron Creswell's form this season. He thinks he's a very underrated member of our team. Playing with Arthur in front of him has been a masterstroke. Yeah. From the Moisire. And long may his form continue. Brady out, Andrew and Brenda Hall of Dalkin. Hello, Brenda. Brenda. It's 91, you know. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, just, Andrew, I don't know if you see it. Put it on iPlayer. Brenda will love it, mate. Vera Lynn last night, BBC Four, two shows, Vera Lynn at the BBC, and a brilliant documentary on Vera Lynn's life. And, of course, we all know Vera Lynn, East Ham, Jim. West Ham form, uh, West Ham fan. And uh, and if it weren't for uh, you know, it, it was it was a great you know great look into what she did during the war, and they had the troops, they had some old soldiers on there. Brenda, no, Viraline. No, All right, okay, sorry. So, sorry, Brenda. There you go. So, um, we now move on to a Facebook, uh, which I posted an hour ago. And I know John yeah, passed I was out. Yeah, John... six before I posted it. You see, I, we, I didn't forget. I'm just going to leave it really late. Yeah, but but then what happens is, yeah, is that I get texts while I'm sitting on the A13 by people going, "Is there no show tonight? Are you not yeah, doing the question?" One person, one person said that. No, a few people text me and say, <sighs> "Are you doing it?" Yeah. So when I say, "Could right. someone do Facebook?" Just fucking do it. I was I was leaving it to half past six. Oh, well, anyway, there may have been less because we'd have been at this point half hour ago if it weren't for you. To be fair, so extra people were piped up because you weren't ready. 
I'll start. So I said, basically, I'm busy today. No question. Full house recording. Ask what you want. Belinda is We'll start with uh, the lovely Belinda. Even in peeps, she said, short and sweet. Maybe she is. Scott Parker needs media trading. Can't comment on the game. She only saw eight minutes of highlights. And Marion, after your lovely invite last week, I'm joining the Midlands Welsh posse. I just need to perfect my accent. There you go. So if it's Midlands, go, all right there. How y'all doing? That always helps. Um, Sean Dugan, with a double O. He says, hello, everyone. He's a regular listener to your awesome podcast, but a first-time Facebook contributor. That's what we want to see, Sean. Welcome, Sean. He then goes on for half hour. Facebook, (laughs) love the banter. Always like listening to everyone's views and opinions. Happy with the three points. Remembering that old cliche about the importance of picking up points, even when not playing well. Very true, Sean. His, his question is, after Lookman's disastrous Penanka spot kick, can anyone remember any West Ham players trying one and it actually going in? It's, yeah, Paolo. Yeah, he seems to remember the Canio scoring the Penanka against Villa in the League Cup quarterfinal. But in my mind, maybe playing tricks on me. Cheers, lads. No, he's done it a few times. And what's more with the Canio? Sorry, well, did you finish the question? Yes, that is finished. Okay. Decanio was the only person who would chip the ball above the the crossbar, and it's still going. Yes, he was the ki- Never mind whoever this Penanka guy is. Rename it the Decanio. Czechoslovakian. He, I know, yeah, I know that, but I mean, I'm what just, I'm saying. I'm just going to tell you. Go on. <laughs> tell you, he scored the winning. I don't know if it was the winning penalty, but he did it in against West Germany in the 1976 Euro final. Czechoslovakia won on penalty shootout, I believe. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's a turn of phrase. Yes. Yeah, right. oh, oh. Anyway, okay. there we Thanks go. Thanks for the history lesson. Though. You're welcome. Always a pleasure. Martin Rose Sports says, evening all. We seem to struggle creating chances when teams get players behind the ball. Poor crossing from both flanks, giving Hal a few opportunities. How can Tony Martinez go from her under 23s to get in five-year contract with Porto? No one left in Portugal would be <laughs> yeah. the answer. We're playing for Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't realise he's got a five-year he's, he's not, though. I mean, he signed on a free contract. He's not really getting much game time. Well, he's getting more game time than Anto- um, Antonio Anderson. You see, he was left out yesterday again. No, I can't blame him. You know, we they paid a million pound loan fee and they're paying his 125 grand a week wages. And I think they're saying going on with something in the manager that he's not being played at all. Is this a case that the owner got him in, hoping the manager will play him and the manager's got him it's, in? It's more, I don't know if I dare say, it's an agent thing. Oh. You don't get it go against the super agents. I don't know if I should say. No. It's, it's not in Sometimes the agents are more powerful than managers, let's just say. Yes. But loose lips sink ships. Sink ships. Well, I'm behaving myself this week. How long for? There's plenty of time to go. Yeah. Um, Evening, gents, says Nicholas Harvey. Uh, 
Not as good as performances recent weeks, but he'll take the three points. Creswell will stand out for me. Another vote for Creswell. Uh, as he feared, Moyes' favoured formation of tactics don't look so good versus a team who sit back and defend. He needs a plan B in Rama. ASAP, he says. Alla did enough, given the poor service, to warrant another start. He thought the crossing was piss poor for the majority of the game. Well, we did struggle to pick out our attackers, to be fair. And he just hopes Ogbon is fit uh, after the break. Uh, question time. Um, John, can Moyes come up with a way to play against teams who sit back behind the ball? No. Uh, Len. Yes, sir. <laughs> Will the international break work in our favour or will we lose the momentum we've built up? Oh, that's a good question. Well, firstly, I'm glad we, we win before the um, international break because, well, it's, in, it's vital to win as many games as you can, but it's, that's incredibly vital. I don't think it will affect us as much as usual. Um, have we got many players on the international duty, Sean? Sean. Yeah, sorry, I was on mute. Uh, 10. Uh, it was 11. It was 11 with Ogbonna, but now 10. Do you want me to read so, them to you or are you all right? No, go on. Go on, please. So, uh, sorry, I've just got to bring it up because uh, obviously I wrote a, a story about this from Clarence Hume today with the headline, The Ten Hammers on International Duty. Oh, what uh, an headline. So right, it is, you are. Vladimir Suthel, uh, obviously Lucas uh, Fabianski, Darren Randolph, Declan Rice, Thomas Suchek, uh, Andre Yamalenko, and then you've got, say, Ben, ben Rama, uh, Sebastian Nelair, um, Arthur, I've done Arthur Masawaku. No, I haven't. Arthur Masawaku. Uh, is that them all? Yeah, I think so. Didn't sound Bell like Brainer, I forgot Belbrainer as well. All right. Uh, well, he's got uh, some travelling to do, hasn't he? Who's Allah playing for? Ivory uh, Coast. Ivory Coast, yeah. I think that's, that, that, that says a lot about the man, if you ask me. I'm not, you know... I don't know why you change your nationality like that. He's got someone in his squad that can give him pointers, to be fair. Yeah, he's, so, he's, playing, he's <laughs> playing Group K leaders Madagascar. They are... Um, Sounds like a toughie. Yeah. I always think of Brazil nuts when I think of Madag... Maged- no. Is that That's Macadamia. Macadamia, yeah. <laughs> they're not from Madagascar, are they? No, they're from <laughs> Macadamia, aren't they? Um, <laughs> 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 well, the Spencer's advert with something from Mad- Madagascar. I can't remember. It. Prunes. King Prunes of Madagascar. That was it. I remember it all now. Spend it well. King, King Prongs from Madagascar. I thought yeah. that like yeah. Madagascar King Prongs. Oh, I remember he that. He's, he plays on, if you want to watch it, he plays on Thursday the 12th against Madagascar and then he plays again against Madagascar on a return uh, in, on the island of Madagascar on Tuesday the 17th. So he's got two games. We're getting about a bit, really, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, that's, I wonder if it's like the film. Um, I always wondered that Madagascar. So you have all the monkeys running man running the island. Um, uh, and Ben Rama's got... obviously in the squad as well for Al- Algeria. What, for Madagascar? No, Algeria. Oh, right. Who are they playing? He's uh, Zimbabwe, 
maybe. Oh. Right. Are we done then in national now? Yeah. Yep, yeah. there you go. There's your oh. ten. Next up, Paul Noland. It says evening, gents. The soap was here. He said the Fulham game was expected and always we struggled to beat the smaller teams and has has always been the same. He said we're told to win though, just uh, and what the hell was that penalty? Got to be up there again. Another vote for one of the worst. Watch my local team on the BBC iPlayer lose to Canvey 2 1. Uh, he bought a program and in it, it were two mention of Amers X uh, of the Amers Canvey Island ad and ex West ah. Ham Academy player in Rob Griddlestone. All right, don't know him. Didn't Steve Jones play for Canvey Island as well? Uh, no, Julian Dix, mate, played oh, he, for Canvey he, Island. That's right, he did, In didn't an he? FA Cup game uh, to boot the last time, I think, Canvey were in the first round of the FA Cup. Um, Julian Dix played for him. Um, that was on TV, I remember that, wasn't it? Yes, it was, yeah, it was I on remember TV. that on Sunday lunchtime. He said uh, Ted Fenton got a mention in the program because he was manager of Colchester United who knocked them out in 1947. Anyway, that's his history lesson. He said he was impressed with you, Len. Uh, Where was he? Yeah, he did because he did text me actually to say um, about the Farrers. Uh, oh. Because it was funny you say that. Uh, Paul used to work in Stewart's. Oh, did he? Yeah. In the mid-90s, he said. Op sack and uh. frog pockets. Yeah, yeah, very cool safari jacket. Suit shooter. He caught up with the Welsh wonder Marion last week and we reminded of driving him trip to Swansea with him and Dodsey. Story at another time. Dodsey ain't been the same since. Cheese question of the week. Where do you stand on spicy cheese as well as cheese with fruit? Oh, well, I like the cheese with, with fruit. Oh, Come up. Christmas time. I like the, I the chili. I've got I've got some in the fridge. It's a cheddar with chili in it, and it's one of the best cheeses you ever have. Have that on a nice little cracker, a little bit of chutney, spicy chili chutney, of course. Uh, it's it's beautiful on on a little uh, salt and uh, salt and pepper uh, cracker. Lovely. Nice. Thing is with chili though, you can choose your best chili in the form of a a pure and a choice a sauce. Just be consistent with your chili. So I've never sort of really got it in the cheese. I like it, but you know, I want to be in control of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Control your chili, or your chili will control you. Well, That's I, what I, I like a bit of chili. I, I mean, not with fruit. To be fair. Like this fruit is fruit, isn't it? You know, you don't have cheese as one but of your you five a day. Mix your dear. palate up, didn't you? It mix your palate up. We're not painted, well, mate. You know, basically, it comes in the selection. You get a Christmas. Yeah, but I don't eat them ones. I'm not. I'm not a lover. Yeah, but they, they come after Christmas. They knock them down to a quid a box. Yeah, I still not. You know. I, at Christmas, I treat myself to actually a bit of cheese. Well, I won't get it this year, Lakeside, unless it's open. But normally it comes with like a caramelised onion type of cheese. Oh, handsome. Mate, that's a lovely cheese. 
Uh, I'm not one for names, to be fair, but that's nice. I don't yeah. spicy, no. He said he has got a question, believe it or not, about football, though. Quickly, do you think we'll get 20 points by Christmas? We never nine, do we? I think there's I think there's still ten games between now and Christmas though. Oh yeah. Come on, you irons. We can do it. Mm. We can do it. Sean? Uh no, I don't think so. How many points are we on? Eleven. Oh yeah, I do. I think exactly twenty. I'll put us for nine more points. Uh, so, um, oh no, that that was including Fulham as well. So, uh, no, no, no. Right, you think you'll come up short? All right. Well, I, I just, think just you'll get twenty points. Seventeen. Seventeen. Be positive. Be positive. We can do this. Well, we won't well, win. Be positive Villa. for the sake of being positive, but I just think we'd be. I think we're all right. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Next up is the Maid Marian himself, uh, or Dylan, if we were doing cartoons from the Magic Roundabout. Um, oh, wheels. He says, after Haller's performance against Fulham, are you all still absolutely certain that Dodsey couldn't do a better job up front? How embarrassing was it to see Scott Parker's post-match interview where he kept saying he didn't understand the offside rule. I thought part of his job as a manager was to understand in the rules of the game. Well, I'll cover that because basically what I think Scott Parker was saying is they seem to be changing the rules like willy-nilly now making it up, VAR uh, interpreting the offside rule differently every week for me, it seems. And therefore, I think it's just confusion. To so be fair, I- to, to be fair, Moy said something similar. What, what um, um, Scott Parker said was, um, I, he was being sarcastic, obviously. I don't understand yeah. the offside rule. 
does anyone. And, um, and Moyes said something very similar. He said, if I was Scott Parker, I'd feel very disappointed about that. He said, you know, I'm, I'm bitterly disappointed with the current offside rule. And, and yeah. you know, you no be, one seems to know. The, he almost said, and I think he did say, no one really understands the offside rule. And, he, and then he went on to moan about VAR and, and handball rule as well. He just said, you know, we need to sort this out. Um, Going to have to be it, next season now, isn't it, really? You can't change the rules in the middle of the season. No. No. Anyway. Well, um, they, they, for the free time hammer of the year, but hey, we need the free points. Uh, it might be that Fulham, the Lily Whites, uh, that, at the end of the season, that, that was... Uh, that Sean, they're not the Lily Whites. Do you want to know the Lily Sean. Whites are? Who are they? Leeds are Lily Whites, are they? No. Spurs. Cottages. Who's the cottage? Uh, what other things then? The cottages? Careful how you say that, son. It's not you on a Sunday night. <laughs> who who yeah. are Fulham then? The cottages. Cottages. Yeah, all right. Yeah, the cottages, yeah. Miriam went on. He said, Nigel made a schoolboy error last week, but staying he could deliver pie and mash with some disgusting green stuff. But failing to restrict the distance to travel, uh, what was the furthest he had to travel, or did he do a Sullivan and Gold and fail to deliver? I did all my deliveries, mate. <laughs> Don't you worry about That's that. a good line. What yeah, was your I like that. The furthest delivery. Uh, well, I'd do it in a circle. So I, I, I Stamfordly Hope, Church. No, yeah, so I'll, I went from Stamfordly Oak to Grays to Chafford 100 to Raynham, to in Raynham, then up to Hornchurch, popped in my mum, said hello, dropped her up the pie mash, up Minster Cranham, Bultham, and then... How many, did to you to, how, how many did you deliver to Russ in Hornchurch? 10, 12, uh, No, Russ didn't have any. He was too busy putting his Christmas lights up. <laughs> we don't do mince pies, we do proper pies. So, Tim Holland. Oh, Dutch. He's back. It's been a while, Tim, I think. He said, evening yous. Lot. Evening, Tim. He said, can you let me know how I access your Patreon site? He can't find the link. It's www. Being saucy. We'll work on that, Tim. Uh, can't find the link. He said, boring match. I don't get this. Boring match on Saturday. I don't think it was a boring match. But playing badly and getting three points is a sign of a good team, as is a positive goal difference at this point in the season. Uh, he's he's obviously been reading Claret and you, Sean, because he's put, we've got 10 away on International Duty this weekend. Can't remember that many for a while. Hopefully they come back injury-free. But is the squad still light in number? And do you think we'll strengthen in the transfer window? Uh, Sean, you can do the is the squad light? Oh, I wanted to do the rest of it. I um, know you did. <laughs> I did a story about the Czech keeper, Slava Prague, who's got 50 clean sheets, 26 years old. Cheap as chips from, uh, look, we, we need a centre-back. Oh, sorry, you said, oh, we like, yes, we're like in the centre back, in goalkeeper, and and a backup striker. There you go. I'll keep it short. All right, Jay. 
Oh, so, what was the question, mate? I'm, yeah, he I'm waffled, you, didn't he? Um, yeah. Uh, basically, he said, is the squad light? And do you think we'll strengthen in the transfer window? I think we'll get another striker transfer window, especially now Alaire's suddenly African. Um, Joshua King. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the squad's light, no. But we will get only on the striker front. Unless, you know, it's down to Moyes, really, if he thinks the squad's light. But yeah, we're getting Josh King. Shh, don't tell anyone. It's a secret. All right. I'm watching a quiz on BBC Two as well with a sand off. And I ain't got a clue what this quiz is about. It's a load of like, look, look like highly intelligent posh twats. Victoria Corrin, is it? Oh, I like that. That's right up my street. Oh, I'll have a day off. Um, I'm quite smart, you know. I know I talk like fucking half a mallard, but yeah, I'm good at them. Yes, my dear. Well, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking that you got to guess four things. And, and yeah, there's potatoes only here, connect. And they've not sussed it because they've got Pipers, King Edwards, and yours. So, obviously, they're types of potato. They're foul. You don't know rooster, that yet. And then rooster is a type of potato. That is a potato, well. yeah. I'm good. I'm a bit of a weirdo. I'll, I'll, I'll use that term. You know, I'm not. Yes. I'm not, um, I've heard it said about yes. Talk Talking yeah. about TV shows, do you see uh, your mate's wife's on the, on the box on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here? No. Your mate's Has wife. It started. It starts next week or this week. Well, what, 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 mate? One of your West Ham mates. No, I don't know. Where's his wife? I don't know who's on. Um, Who is this? Who's on Armstrong? Victoria Derbyshire. Victoria Derbyshire. Yeah. <laughs> I know the name. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I've played the good fifth. Mate of, uh, <laughs> good mate of, from Whistler days. Anyway, Dave Trevitt, evening, he says. <laughs> you, yeah, I'll get you back one day. I know you're getting me back for loads. Well, I'll get you back. Don't you worry. Uh, so, he says, that's Dave Trevitt. Listening back on the greatest podcast in West Ham history, uh, Len got his predictions bang on for points See? after the opening games. See? Uh, I'm not that fucking stupid, am I? No, he's not. He's put Stelius, uh, Stelius and Nigel very poor showing because I think I only had five points. He's he said he's got a question for you, Sean. Go on. He said, "Are you related to Russ? I can see a likeness." <laughs> no, anyway. uh, Russ no. and myself are not related. No. Although I, I have, I have played, I have played bubbles uh, at the bubbling ground. Yeah, oh. I have. I've got a video of it, actually, of me playing bubbles at the blowing ground across the speakers. Yeah. I must have um, sent that to you. You probably did. Unlike all the other stuff you got from me see, four I, years ago that you never I, sent to me. I still got it. <laughs> yeah. See, see, I still, still got it. it. It's, it's in a black bag, isn't it, with Pat Jennings' picture and autograph. It is, it is. It is. <laughs> That's pre-lockdown, mate. Pre-lockdown. That's pre-lockdown, yeah. He says, uh, do you guys like the way Moyes has turned us into a nasty, horrible side? He says, I love it personally. Uh, Nasty, horrible? Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, Dave. I'm not with you there. I think we we did what we had to do. Uh, Haller, 
surely the, a bit harsh. This donkey's played for the last time. I don't think he has. He said, we need oh, pace and effort up front. Um, I, one thing I did say, I saw a video of him scoring goals for Eintracht Frankfurt. So, you know, it's one of them videos that people make to convince you the bloke you sign's brilliant. Um, but anyway, he didn't really celebrate his goals in Frankfurt either. I think it's, you know, that's just the he, way... He looked, he, when, we, when the goal yeah. went in, he celebrated on, against Fulham. Yeah. No, he, he, you know, he scores a goal and he doesn't run round and, and, you know, and do a Frank Lampard dance round or whatever. He just gets up and walks back. And sometimes I quite like that. Funny, and apologies for anyone from France, but he's French. What's his connection to Ivory Coast then? That's a good That's question. A parent, isn't it? Well, you ain't wrote a story about it, Sean. Quick, go and find it. No, I will do. Yeah. Uh, he says he would throw Ben Rama up there. Whatever he produces, has got to be better than Haller. Um, but now we've got to enjoy another pointless and boring international break. But Monday nights help, he says. Thank bless you, Dave. Brady out. Brady out. Next up, Ziggy Stardust is back. Oh, I'm glad he's back. Missed him last week. I got a bit concerned. His mother was from the Ivory Coast. There you go. Oh, there you go. Or Coke the Ivory. As the bloke Hello, that tried I'm sure to get me. pronounced to... like that. Well, as the bloke that's... <laughs> so, someone tried to get me to go and do some work in the Coke the Ivory, uh, along with its next-door neighbour, Sierra Leone. Uh, and uh, uh, it, it got to the point where I, I, I was looking at drawings and whatever, because his cousin right on the bank. And, um, <laughs> yeah, don't like, it was, you know when you think he's telling me, you think, are you having me on? And, and, and then he produced these drawings for me to put CCTV in, and they were going to fly me out, put me up. But then civil war broke out in Sierra Leone. <laughs> oh, well, you're way out of that one. Yeah, you know when you think I'll stay in plaster. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, evening all says Ziggy. Uh, he's just got to watch the Fulham game and match of the day, but a win is a win. So I'm not sure how to put in a shift. Well, if you only see it on match of the day, this is a bit a bit asked there. But there isn't much of a choice where strikers are concerned. Too true. He loved Len's football music. Also, my question is, if used lot, oils be in a musical, which would it be? I don't know what that means. Is Brady out? You've been in it. I suppose oils be in a musical, which would it be? Hmm. Maybe you can reprise that one next week. Well, I'm guessing he's saying if you're going to be in a musical, what one would you want to be in? I might have already been in one, Dave. I might have already been in one with someone who is now quite a prominent person. Well, it's not a musical podcast. Well, as we know, I've sung at the Albert Hall. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, even though that wasn't a musical, it was part of a choir. Uh, I was a Millwall fan, apparently, in a musical, but when the people signed me up, they never told me I was a Millwall fan. Uh, 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 They got me to do voices. And then put me in as a Millwall fan. Thank you. Bless. Never thank you. You know the rules. Uh, well, Leonard give it with the left hand. Leonard take it with the right. 
<laughs> Thank you so much for that. Well, I, I did I, get the rank David Gold, so it was a bit, it was, it was a bit of a payoff, wasn't it? Uh, I'm answer this one. Go on. The beautiful game. Is that a musical? Musical, yeah, by Ben Elton. Oh, fuck off. I ain't watching nothing. He's fucking done. Why? He's a wanker, that's why. Talk about fucking... Oh, no, don't start me on him. All his stuff shit as actually, well. Actually, all right, look. It's by Andrew Lord Web, uh, Lloyd Webber. Well, this is it. Now, listen. The lyrics, it's based on a book by Ben Elton, and the lyrics are by Ben Elton. But, but it's an Andrew Lloyd Webber one. Yeah. Funny, he, funny enough, Sean, the one that, the only musical I've been to see, I'm just trying to think, I'm not, I've been to a couple. Well, I've seen them all. Evita. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've, I was singing that at the beginning. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Yeah, but you put Argentina, was, was not it? Argentina. You think the you David Six version. Or the newer version. No, David, do you know what, though? The, the night before my missus went into hospital with our first daughter, uh, we went to see that Madonna film. Yeah, it's good, that. So, uh, I don't have much... Well, I mean, he made some good films. Well, especially with Alan Parker as well. I'm talking about... Sorry, I'm talking about Lloyd Webber. I do like the re- remakes yeah. of the musicals. It was, it was about the troubles in... Uh, it's not just about football. It's about the troubles growing up in uh, Belfast, actually. This is it. Oh, no, don't. Don't, don't. Right, next up. <laughs> this may be a bit contentious, the next one. Uh, Mark Hallin. How you doing, Mark? I'm not sure we're going to be friends after, but still. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Love the podcast. It's his first time asking a question. So welcome, Mark. You ready, boys? Yeah. yeah. And it's for me. Yeah. Go on, Brinkwood, stick it to him. Essex. And he supported West Ham for the best part of 50 years. Oh, this is an out-of-towner one. <laughs> now, last week, you were talking about tan or out-of-town, and you were about to say something about the Essex fans before you got interrupted and sidetracked. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but it sounded like you were going to have a dig. Please, could you clarify on tonight's show your thoughts yeah. on many loyal Essex fans? He's did put PS. This is not me having a pop. He's interested in your thoughts. Keep up because he'll save the pop till next week. Keep Nigel up. Brady Nigel out. out. Brady Nigel out. Brady out. Go on, question this. Now, actually, I want you to answer this, Nigel. Yeah. But this, no, you just answer it. And then I'll go on. You answer it. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> the floor is yours. The, the, the thing, the, and I, I'm going to try and dig myself out of an hole. So when you grow up next to the ground and you walk to the ground and and, you, and everybody you know does the same, you know, you don't really grasp how far people come to watch West Ham. So when you go into the ground when you're a kid, you expect everybody else is local like you. Then you grow up and then you get old fans. And and then you know, and the, the the thing is I did go through a phase where you know the the, the thing is the East Enders moved out, the Romford boys turned up and 
you know, the Wampa boys were a bit different to us EastEnders. They yeah, are. I think you live in now. There is. Nigel? And, hey? What county do you live in now? Yeah, but I, I now I currently reside in this. Don't don't answer the question. What county do you live in? Burrock. That's anyway, not a county. That's not a county. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's not a county. Oh, it was an administration area. But I, I, I all right, just the, answer the question. Just answer six. the question. You live in Essex. Because you don't understand it. You know, like, this is the thing. I was leaving London. To, no, 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 no. You live in Essex. Fine. Yeah. Okay. What I'm saying here. is. You live in Essex. Fine. Good. Good. When I was talking here. about what I was going to say, is that back in like the 90s and everything, I, I thought that the, the, the Essex boys, because the, the, the East Enders left East London. London, there was a mass exodus. They all bought the council houses, sold them off, and moved out. You know, as is their right or whatever, and they'd moved out the area. And those of us that got left behind, some of us felt a bit more. Wait, hang on, hang on. How long have you lived in Essex? When you say you're left behind, it's sounding like you're still in Newham again. How long have you been no, in Essex, Nigel? Fifteen years. 15 years you've been in Essex, right? Just so we got that clear as well. well. I'm talking about in the 1990s, yeah? I think we're in the 2000s now. Yeah, I think Yeah, I don't know if you... 15 years you've lived in Essex, right? Got that yeah. Got that one clear. Good. Right. So those of us that were left behind were a bit, and I thought the Essexification of West Ham United, um, yeah. it sort of lost something. You know, so, yeah. You, you get a bit, det- you know. You can go on. You get a go. I, I feel like leaving you there hanging. To be yeah. honest, <laughs> to be honest with you, especially after that fucking poxy bid you made to my fucking art board yesterday, <laughs> I think leaving you out there fucking hanging. Well, I regret telling you that it was me bidding for it because I'm yeah, thinking. I'm <laughs> now I know. I'm thinking about the price as well, just to make it go I'm not up trying higher. To say I was get it on the cheap. It wasn't. He wanted it, but these attitude is. Oh, I thought I could get a fucking bargain. <laughs> we have a fucking end of it. Oh, you put it on eBay, mate. I'm not only playing by the rules, am I? It's true, you was. Everyone was playing by the rules. That is true. And if I weren't bidding against the other person, they would have got it even cheaper. So you Actually, could sorry, was, No, the two a couple of people have said that they, they bid for it and they got caught out. Oh, right. So someone, someone got a bargain now. So there you go. And I know it is. Mm. He's very mm. happy with it. Let mm. Well, what county yes, do you live in now? Hertfordshire, technically, yeah. Where? Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire. So, so just to be clear, no one lives in Newham on this podcast, yeah? Just just want to make that clear. We've got someone from Hertfordshire. And someone from Hertfordshire. Before you go down that road, though, yeah? No, 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 no. That's something we're just talking about counties. What's the point you want to make? No, I still go to Newham every week. No, it doesn't matter. Shopping, yeah. believe it or not, I still drive back and buy my. I sometimes drive through Kent, but doesn't mean I'm I'm in the Garden of England, you know. No, but I go and see my family in Newham. I still got family in Newham, and I spend a lot of time in Newham. No. Just to help, just because Jill. I don't live there, my my, my heart and my head is still years. there. Don't the mean nothing. That's years. just where I sleep. Yeah, this Nigel. ain't this ain't where I come from. This is just where I live. It's where I'll be at the end of the day. 
You were an out-of-towner, mate, and you have been for the last 15 years. You oh, gave up your rights when you left Newham. You're now an out-of-towner. If you can't beat them, join them. Can I Just point out? It. As I said, Just accept it. Here we go again. As I said, <laughs> right. I made the rules, yeah, basically. We- and it's the state of mind. And, it, and the state you of mind. You used to make the rules before you turned your... You're a Tory punch, yeah? Because your upbringing in Surrey made you that way, innit? You're like Tim Nice but Dim off of Harry Enfield. But that's your Surrey upbringing. It ain't your fault, Sean. That's where you was born. That's where you were brought up. You've got a Surrey outlook on life. That's why you're so popular. Yeah? And, and now you're a Towie. Yeah, I, I get that. Right, so my outlook on life, it don't change just because I've moved 13 miles up the road on the A13, yeah? It don't change my outlook in life. I still have the same outlook in life that was formed by growing up in the area I grew up in. Lens, at 10, 12 years, was formed growing up in Bethnal Green. That's why he sounds so coarse. And I went back there and the sort of, um, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, when I moved to Arpertshire in the Dank, as I call it, because I live right next to the river, yeah. I kind of got this, um, not a new accent really, but people couldn't understand me. The more I tried to speak better, as my mum wanted to, the more inc- incomprehensible I was. So until I got back back into the East End, I couldn't, people couldn't really understand what I was talking about. Yeah. But getting back to Mark's point about Essex and while, while the trap doors open underneath Nigel, what I would say is it's, when you look at the, and especially from Mark's point of view, people from Essex are quite, um, they're ambitious and they're, um, they're progressive. And that, doesn't run parallel with the club. So it you can you notice a distinction from people from the East End who to a point are probably a little bit more satisfied with what they got and they see the football as um a Saturday afternoon release rather than the day out that the people from Essex. There's no right, wrong, good, bad, indifferent, whatever. But you you do see a um uh, a a um, a difference from people from Essex and from East London in attitudes, and really, not either one of them is wrong. But you don't know it is because you're not from the area. Oh, what a load of old poppycock you lot talk. Um, oh, no, it's not. West Ham yeah, fans, are West Ham fans. What a load of. It's not true. And this what? is the thing, and it came down what? to the move as well, Sean. Is that when when I stood around with the people, yeah. That um, wanted to fight for the area predominantly. You know, people used to say to me, my problem was I was too attached to the area and couldn't see the bigger picture. And they were right. That was my problem. The the, the fact that um, people were happy to move. You know, how many people turned around and said, Oh, I'll be glad to, you know, oh, it's a shithole, you know. And they would literally call up some park and, and, and the bowling area, oh, it's a shithole, you know, get to Stratford. And this is what a lot of people so said. You're digressing you now. You're digressing. Well, no, you're, you're because it's all part of it. Because those from... people were what I would class out of towners. That's where I coined it, me and my mate people coined it. People who were born in Newham are different to people who are born in Essex. I mean, 
Sometimes it's just a postcode. It's a mile different. Oh, what rubbish. No, it's not. Oh, mate, you just don't know because you're not from the area, mate. It's a culture, isn't it? Who bells to really understand West Ham? You can't understand West Ham if you weren't born in Again, you've misread it, isn't it? What our term man said was a lovely area. Early Queen, the apples and pears. Right. So when we was on the FAB, yeah, Sean, yeah. Who yeah. was the chief cheerleader for the move, and where did they come from? Oh, who was the chief cheerleader for the move? Who was the chief cheerleader for the move, and where did they live? I don't know. Who was the chief cheerleader? You, you know who the chief cheerleader was. Was, was it, it you, Sean? It was Shawnee. <laughs> and this goes to my point, yeah. and that's not a bad attitude to have. The, the move, it wasn't to say you're in the wrong because you wanted the move. You wanted to move because you're an ambitious person. I'm not from Essex, Yeah, but I'm, I'm just making the comparison to, to kind of support my argument. There's nothing wrong with coming from Essex. There's nothing wrong with being a, a West Ham fan in Essex. But it, it, you will have a different... I know this because I'm from the East End and moved out. So I see the attitudes of different people around me compared to the, the, the attitudes of people around me in, in East, East London. And it's not... This is something I would... Just a few years ago, and I don't know, I'll ask you the same question, but Nigel thought you couldn't be a West Ham fan if you were in um, another country. You know, you couldn't be a West Ham fan if you were German. You couldn't be a West Ham fan if you're American. And when I recruited David to, on West Ham Till I Die to do <laughs> match... He told me, what does a Yank know halfway around the world to write a match report? And now they're mates. Uh, he, he would also consider people from Germany as what they do in supporting West Ham. But but now some of now they're... Well, we never understand that either, though. But I don't say, I don't pretend to understand them like you pretend to understand people from the East End, Sean, because you don't. Of course, well, one, I just want to understand. I don't like this thing. Eh, people are all the same. No, 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 it's bollocks. People are fucking different. I, t- the, the, I think you should embrace it rather than deny it. The, the thing is, Sean, and this is the thing, you, I'm glad you brought it up because it, what he said there, Jay, is true. Yeah. So when Sean first met me, yeah, I, you know, um, Americans were people that stood on the street corner taking photographs of the Green Street sign above the bowling pub that blocked the very narrow pavement, the pavement outside the Ashburton um, the, the shop, uh, furniture shop, and that got in my way when I'm trying to squeeze through the pavement to get to the ground. And sometimes I was like, come on, fuck off out of the way, let the locals come through, which, you know, whatever mate said, Nigel, one day you will get a clump. But what happened is, is that, because and I weren't involved in the internet. I never did the internet until 2010. So, and then I, I, I go on the internet to try and drum up support to save the bowling and, and not the move. And then you, you, you get drawn into this world where you meet people and your outlook changes. Now, I've, I've said this to, to Dave Altsig. He knows what I, what I said the first time Sean said, I've had an American bloke. You know, I said it. Dave Waltzig beat me to more than just a podcast fan of the year. You know, and I know you only gave it to him to wind me up. (laughs) 
you know, and I didn't know who he was. Because uh, I remember saying to Sean, how could you give it to some yank over me? So, you know, but I've changed. I was wrong. There you go. So you can change in your out-of-towners view about Essex people. I think, yeah. Mark, it gives you an apology. Just apologise for Mark and we can move on to the next question. I'm not, I'm not apologising for anything that, that way I am. All I can say is I don't look at it that way now. But what I still maintain <coughs> that people that come on the East End have a different way of looking at things. Give him a few years, Mark. It, I'll give you an ex- no, my sure, kids give will you- be different because my kids, my daughter sees herself much to my <laughs> irk. And bearing in mind, both, you know, my kids, all my kids were born in central London, n- not in the East End. Um, you know, my, my daughter sees herself and it makes me cringe as hell as well, she knows. It's an ex you know, and she, she's, she's got a girl from Essex. Mannerisms, you know. She she only lived in the East End up until she was eight, and then she was gone. And then Sean, I'll give you a something that will will somewhat help me prove my theory, or or help it you understand it. I would suggest that the the new rivalry, I say new yeah. in the last oh, thirty four years with, with with Tottenham. It stems from Essex. Yes. And people from East London will see it as Millwall. So that is exactly the point I'm trying to make. Does that make sense to you, Sean? Nah. I, I know. The, I think I think the uh, Spurs thing uh, is, is a new rivalry without a doubt, but I think it's got nothing to do with counties whatsoever. I would suggest the, the Spurs-West uh, uh, Ham relationship will relationship would be more afraid from the people who live in Essex because that's where the one upmanship comes from that that Spurs seem to sort of want which is not too existable it doesn't really they haven't really got much okay they're, they're, a, they're a, by the league they're a better team but historically there's not much I don't Never know. Been too we, much I tried to, to trace to the rivalry of Spurs, and it, there's no obvious choice beyond that they started to do Essex. better than us as a London club. It's for Essex. No, that's where it comes yeah, from. Sean, you're wrong. It, the, the, it, it became the thing is what happened is is that that they overtook the rivalry in not so much the newer fan or, or whatever, but the more modern fans because we don't play Millwall enough. Exactly. See, as, as a kid. You know, we we played Millwall, you know, fairly often. You know, believe it or not, they actually had a testimonial, which I think they did once and never repeated because uh, that turned into a battle, the Harry Cripps testimonial. Um, and then th- th- there was trouble. When I started going over there in the mid-70s, uh, we played Millwall. Big trouble at Millwall. I think someone got killed, you know. Th- th- mm, I remember there was constant. Okay, I tell you what, guys. Trouble. Since we're still on one question, let's agree to disagree. Yeah, well, we'll never agree. Okay. Well, good. Thanks for asking it, Mark. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, you know, you take it as I meant. I don't. I'm not disparaging. Um, nah. West no, no, You know, absolutely not. You know, I'm now. You know, even EB texts me to say. You know, funny enough, last week when we were talking about the town and everything, Evie texted me to say, what about me? 
And, um, you know, but is it, isn't out of the country. Well, yeah, but you say that. But <laughs> his love of West Ham grew from the fact that he lived in the East End for a good few years. Which so as a Gandhi, you yeah, know. Yeah, but hold up. But as a German in the seventies, yeah, how, how tough must it have been to to be a German living in um, Stepney in the seventies? You know that, that, that to do that and 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 you know and to be accepted by the people shows you what a great man he is. Yeah, so, good old Abby, I like Abby. So um, he, he's he's been uh, officially, I told him officially, he's from the town. But Leighton Stone still don't get it. Uh, Michael Levy Junior. <laughs> Says, uh, I probably missed question time. You ain't, mate. Believe me, we've dragged it out. But here goes. Uh, what are our thoughts on Kufal? Seems solid at the back, but would be better off giving Fredericks a go again at wing back. Bit more speed than the right. Uh, he says, thank you all. It's a PS question for you, Len. Yeah. Did you have a listen? I had to listen while we were recording it. It was good. I was trying to, I, I didn't, I only scratched the surface. There was a couple of them. Yeah, very good. But we should, we, we was going to put him on, weren't we? Yeah, um, we need to sort we that forgot. out. Yeah, we forgot. I, uh, next week, I, I'm going to, uh, next week. I, I, I will download one, because obviously there's no football next week, so we're going to have a show, just us lot talking about nothing, which I think we've just which proved. Which we do every week. So it's different at. from every other week. Well, I just, we, we just don't waste the first hour talking about nonsense of a football game. I think it was 34 <laughs> minutes today talking about football. And that includes all the other talking points. Yeah, well. Uh, so, would you quickly, because <laughs> he did ask a question, give Fredericks another go at wing back? No. I suppose it depends who you're playing, but. I haven't seen much of him since he's arrived. Doesn't seem he's, I know he's got pace and he can be kind of effective going forward, but I don't see much defensive wise. All right, a bit like Masuaku. Mm. I think Nigella's making a stew. Mm. I tell you, mate, what a cook she is, isn't she? <whistles> Shame about the name, but never mind. I mean, she's got to be nearly sixty. Still, good looking girl. Uh, Evian Turner. Ridiculous ending to the match on Saturday. Ridiculous. Uh, but he's happy with the three points, to be fair, to old Scotty Parker. I think he had a point about Ella's offside position interfering with the play and goal. We definitely got away with one now, which is right. And, you know, as I say about if you get the ump about Sane being offside, the offside rule needs looking at. And, and the interfering with play bit. Uh, mm. He says it highlights the ineptitude of VAR. There's still humour error involved just based on when they actually decide to look at something via the video assist or not. He's put the PK call was also a bit soft, in my opinion. I mean, we, no one's actually said that. Has it? it was a soft penalty. Was it a penalty or not, Len? Uh. Well, when I see it on the slow, I, I knew they were going to give it when they looked at it. With, with your first look, pen or no pen? Not with the first look, not live, no. Sean? I don't think he even claimed, did he? 
Oh, so what was the question? I was talking to someone else. Oh, oh no, oh, that's why I asked you. A it? We're doing a podcast. Oh, we've got that at two now. What was the I question? Come on. The question was, first look, do you think it was a pen or not? What, against Fulham? Against us, yeah. Against there was only one Ben, ben, ben Rama. Yeah. yeah. Do you think no, the penalty everyone's talking about, Sean. Yeah, fucking, you're not going to pass a fucking fiver, are they? <laughs> fucking hell. He can't even remember two days ago. <laughs> you're funny. You should come every week. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't think it was a penalty. And when it went to VIR, I thought, nah, they're not going to give that. See, I've, and the thing for me that I don't like is all this slowing it down, all this slow-mo. Everything looks worse in slow motion, and balls look worse in slow motion. Referees have got to look at it. You can never look at it from another angle, but look at it at normal speed. Because at normal yeah, speed, I think I agree. he's tapped. There's not enough contact. There's contact, but not enough contact for him to fall down the way he did. A bit like Salah, yeah? The law of the land is, is there contact, then it's a penalty. But was there enough contact to make him do what he did? No. Same again. You know, but then again, what you got to do, you got to say to the players, try not to make challenges. But it's almost then you're saying to the players, don't tackle in the box. And if you do that, then there's a good chance they're going to get a shot away, isn't it? <sighs> he thought Lookman was a prat for trying the penacker. Uh <laughs> what do you think about staying starting eleven? Moyes has been sticking to versus Sheffield. Yeah, he's he's a creature of uh, habit, isn't he? Uh, he don't change, and in fact, I could almost guarantee that as long as Obono is fit, that he's going to stay. <laughs> start with the same eleven, you know. Yeah, he don't change a winning team or a winning formula unless he's forced to. So, you know, it depends on on uh, Antonio and uh, Obona. But if if they're both fit, uh, I still think he sticks with uh, Ale. I mean, I know it's in the past. I know football's changed, but in 1981, I think we used 15 players. 61 games, we used 15 players. Bloody hell! Last season, when you could make five subs, you could have 15 players in one game. Yeah, no. You, you, you know, two players, one player we, played we all never 61. Did. We never you, did, you, though. You know? We didn't so, use all five subs that, in any games, did we? No, and now he's saying he wants five subs. He's saying and he doesn't that. disagree with it anymore. Yeah, but you know what? Do you not think that the managers have all got a WhatsApp group together? Because they all keep saying the same thing now. They all come out of and had a pop about kickoff times. So it, it, it's almost like they've set up the WhatsApp group to, like, you know, ease the tension between each other. And, and now they're all coming out being pally-pally. Mm. Very strange. Tom Unwood, he's short and sweet. He says, Aaron Ogbon has done some real damage. He's out for the season. Would you play D up there or push Rice back into defence? Well, Sean's now going to tell you you're wrong. You're wrong. There you go. He wouldn't have been able to walk back to the changing room if he was that bad, would no. he? No. I hope you Maybe didn't pay a five for that because you got it wrong. Who, <laughs> who, who said that? Tom Underwood. 
I don't know where he got them. Next up, Roger Markham. It seems last week I may have like upset a few people because he's got my question is following on from Nigel mentioned this last week. When did the Essex contingent start going? <laughs> seventy eight for me, but I was young. He's put eighty four onwards from the South Bank. Interesting from a historical point of view. Well, at least you was a bit polite about it. Roger. I think we've covered it. Uh, um, perhaps I should have chucked you in uh, with um, Mark Mark earlier to, to, to point out that, um, you know. We didn't sound anti-Essex, did we, last week? I no, I think, well, I don't know what happened because I, I, I didn't really listen back. So you obviously silly said, I'll tell you something else about there. Essex. Go on. You said well, everyone's an hotbed of football. Oh, sorry. Are you, are you, oh, he's muted himself, has he? Oh, I don't know what he's It's saying. a hotbed of football, wasn't it, right? Um, the the most um, played Sunday league thing was in Essex. There was some kind of stat about it. And when you talk about West Ham historically... A lot of the the sixty four sixty five all come from that region as well, so we're not we're not Essex bashing. All I'm saying is there's a there's a difference in the culture. Yeah, I, what you said last week though. Let me just say what you said last week. Last week you said everybody that wasn't me? born in no, Newham, me basically, oh, was an out of towner. That's why you upset people. Oh, you didn't yeah, pick up people. Hold up, and see, and therefore, if that is the case, then people misdrew and misconstrued in or whatever the word is. What I'm saying there when I say that, and actually, I branched it out. So, Tarramnitz and Newham, you're all right. All right. Either Tarramnitz and Newham, but you basically said you're not a proper fan. Unless no. you were born. Oh, oh no. no, he didn't no. say that. No, 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 he did not say that, did he? Was he did he and there's no inference to that. Basically, someone would say, we say you're from the town. So, we, you know, me and Paul Turner, we'll have a joke. You know, he's not from the town. He's bloody out of town, isn't he? You know, because, you know, we grew up in Plasto. We lived most of our lives there before we did old university. What, what's this? It's not a term of endearment, is it, Nigel? It's, it's just a way of describing people not from the area. It's basically looking down at people. It's not a term of endearment. It's looking down it's at definitely people. definitely not looking down. He's, well, looking he's down from out of town. But again, most people do. He's only five foot three. The quicker we can move on with this podcast. Yes. So let's just get on out of here. Oh, here we go. Darren Mullan. Hello, he says. Full house. Out of town here. <laughs> Up the stow. He's from Wolverhampton. See, he gets it. He's from Wolverhampton. Technically, it's East London. Realistically, we know it's North London. Let's get it right. And um, and even though it's East 17. It's the east side of the River Lee. How could yeah, it be North London? Well, because when I look at a map, yeah, and I see yeah. where, like, Plasto is, Canning Town, and then I look north, I see Wolverhampton. All right. Yeah? Don't get me on the chinkwood, mate. How that got an East London postcode, I don't know. But anyway, <sighs> three points, clean sheet, more energetic performance from Haller. You'd take that all day long. What's worse? Lookman's awful penalty 
or Salas Fall? Um, well, Salas Fall, technically, yeah. I'd love to. Yeah. I'd love yeah, to. Got, got, we benefited from one and we, we didn't benefit from the other. So mm. it's got to be Salah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. We know what you mean. I think no. Salah, you're right. New owners in, he says, just as a shout. Right, University Challenge. Take over talk gone a bit quiet and all the conspiracy theories going, oh, that's because there's a non-disclosure. That's because it's a period of exclusivity. Bollocks. Nothing's happening. Nothing was going to happen. There's no active talks and it ain't going to be done by the end of the year. Secret agents, stick it up your arse. Protests being cut back. Uh, Yeah, so who's going to win? Manchester or Strathclyde? Win what? University Challenge. It's just started. Oh, I don't want to know. I like to watch that when it misses. Oh, oh you don't watch University Challenge, do you? I told you, don't. Yeah, you're you not telling me with you. I'm fucking much smarter than you. <laughs> oh, now that's the challenge, <laughs> isn't it? Dear, oh dear. I'll tell you, I can play the thick idiot really well, but don't get me on a quiz, I'll tell you. <sighs> Matty Kemp, evening, gents. Even though I can't do University Challenge, that is a bum. Hello, Matt. Uh, evening, gents. Uh, it says Dembele for Haller, no brainer. Scored goals at Fulham Celtic and his current club, Leon. What about the West Ham curse? What curse? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Jeff Smith, oh. sorry about that, Matt. Um, obviously, having a break with Spandau Ballet, but Jeff Smith says, Hello, wonderful people. I will now insert in brackets and Sean. Uh, if one of our players took a penalty as bad as Lookman Saturday, would you want him out of the club? No, I wouldn't, to be fair. Um, but if it was a seasoned professional, I would slaughter him. Uh, as much as we all love Len, ooh, I have to disagree with something he said last week. Last week seems to have been quite an eventful show, isn't it? I, I thought it was dull. Yeah, I know. He said no one tuned into the podcast to hear Nigel and Benny arguing. Yeah, I regret saying that. He's got a good point. Jeff says that's one of the joys of the week. Nigel, the voice of reason, putting Benny right. Brady out. Dan Perry, we go on. I like how we're defending, but we're a bit predictable going forward. Without a number 10, teams know that we will try to hit the flanks or cross from deep with Creswell. Don't know uh, if we can afford a 10 with five at the back and Sue Check and Rice in midfield. Dilemma. We have got a dilemma. David Rowney. Evening, gentlemen, he says. Given the generally positive performance since return from lockdown, is it time for supporters to reflect upon the way we approach our role as the team's 12th man? Had we became too reactionary, creating a toxic atmosphere at the stadium? And do we need to remind ourselves that we are supporters of the team and not severe critics? Yes. Uh, yes, says George, says Jesus wept. Uh, yes, we do. Did he say Jesus wept to my loomy with chilli or... Uh, no, or because we're still, no, we're still going on, <laughs> my imagine. Uh 
the uh, well, yeah. What do you reckon, Sean? That's a Cypria. That's a Cypria um, halloumi with chili. We still would like that. Oh, right. Um, sorry, a non-cheese question. <laughs> yeah. It was, do you think it's time for supporters to reflect on our approach to the role as the team's twelfth man? We don't matter yes. if we're not there. Yeah. Right. I, I think. Look, I think. But yes. It, I think it's been shown. Yes, because you know Masuaku takes. Look, I think all the all the players look at social media, whether it be on Instagram or Twitter, etc. And I think we do need to get behind. You know, we shouldn't just be rubbishing Alaire and anyone who displeases us. And, and you know, we should show our support on social media as we would in in a stadium. And I think Twitter's toxic. Yeah. Next up, marvellous Marvin Agler, Sabudu, says, isn't it nice to get a win without playing well? I, I thought we played well. The magic, this is a thing. I, sometimes I think I watch a different game. I didn't think we played that badly. I didn't think we played badly. Yeah. He, he thought Allen was a bit better and would start in next game. Four Nails was nominated for Premier League Player of the Month for October, with a lot of fans wanting him dropped for Ben Rama. Is he overrated by others or underestimated by West Ham fans? I think you will. I, I think we spend too much time on Twitter, Marv, to be fair. He said, in my opinion, even though it says Imo, we need more creativity next game, so we keep Four Nails on the bench. Bring him on when we are hopefully ahead wouldn't change the formation system that is working well. Never change a winning team, though, Marv. Though, technically, you could say we won with Ben Rama on the pitch, so I don't know where you go with that. Ed Hughes. Loves a bit of squirrel. He does love a bit of squirrel. Changes his his picture, but still got the T-shirt on. Evening, gents. With Diop losing and then finding his wedding ring, uh, have you guys ever found anything interesting at the football? (laughs) <laughs> you ever found anything interesting at the football I found um, right when we was at Upton Park right I lost a button off my coat at the Liverpool Cup game mm. and I found it there again just to show how clean they kept Upton Park I found it there at the last game of the bowling oh. so they don't sweep it all up like you thought they did because it was right there where I dropped it Sean, you ever found anything interesting? Well, I, I, I used to find uh, stewarding handbooks were, were great content for Clarity. <laughs> Stewards used to drop them, and, and they contained like, mobile numbers of all the important people and all the protocols and the secret protocols, like Miss, you know, the old Mr. Moon has left the stadium and all the new ones. So, yeah, I, I used to love them. I used to look around in, like, Hedges looking for Stuart uh, Hamburgs. Oh, Fascinating that reading. Is that what you call it? Mm, that's interesting. Mm, I once buggy. found, uh, 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 after the second game of the season, I once found a Junior Amers season ticket. Uh, remember the old bat? You could get in. Yes. <laughs> that was me set up for the season, people. Oh. On the Bobby Moore lower. Thank you very much. Even though there, there was one turnstile operator who used to block Shocking. Them. So I used to just up along a couple turnstiles down. And Listen, the kid would have got a reprint. Yeah. So, you know, 
he, he still would have kept his seat and his season ticket. I didn't sit in the seat. I'm not that stupid. I went and stood where the um, where the program sellers stood because the program sellers used to stand to the side of the Bobby Moore lower. So I used to stand there and they just assumed I was a program seller that had come into the game. Oh, dear. I'll tell you, I've got, I've got a book full of stories about how I used to blag my way into the ground. Paul Sanders, the old colonel, Addo chaps, he says, poor performance on Saturday. Another one. He was glad for the win. He didn't pay, though, and he donated the money to Oxford Food Banks because, obviously, he's an out-of-towner. Oh, probably why I didn't yeah. like the performance. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking out of uh, I'd like to think that playing... Ambition, that is. Yeah, that's ambition. That's, yeah, I've always lacked ambition. I'd like to think that playing bad and winning is a sign of a good team. So let's see if we can keep the momentum going. A great pod, guys. He might not say the same next week after we took the piss out. Nah. But he has put a we'll, link in. We'll at least we cut down the question. That's it. Unless, they are, what the hell did you say last week? Yeah. Uh, he's put a link to the Oxford Food Bank. So if you're from Oxford and you want to donate to the Oxford Food Bank, there is a link there. Uh, Paul Goodale, short but sweet, he's just gone Brady out. Brady out. Uh, There's a lot of questions this week. There is. Uh, quickly, last one, I believe, or it may not be the last one. Uh, Greg Milker. Uh, I think he drinks a lot of pint a day. Uh, and he, he says, congratulations to someone who won their first match on Sunday. Um, West Ham women? I'm, I don't know. Uh, Greg, mate, you've lost me there. Um, football match? What were they? Was netball? Was it? Well, I don't know what they were playing. But anyway, well done. Don't, don't be like that. So the rush green ladies apparently won their first match on Sunday. Uh, keep up the great works on the podcast. Another one may not be saying it. He's put for one of your twenty-seven faithful Canadian listeners. It'll be twenty-six next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Very harsh, that Do you think so? Do you think Well, they play football for the club. Uh, Then we've got... Why are you doing that? I'm going to give a little plug. Just got a message from me. He says, I'm currently putting the word out about my book. That's a West Ham ghost story. I wondered if you fancied a free (laughs) copy, Alex Montague says. The link is here for a description, but all I need is an address to send it to if any of you are keen. So he's got a book here called Harry Thomas, uh, the, the Tao of Harry Thomas, the Iron Circle. Uh, so it's a West Ham. So look it up on Amazon, the Iron Circle, the Tao of Harry Thomas. Of course, one member of the team who, who, who would turn up at the opening of an envelope if there was food or, or drink or anything free involved went, yes, send us a copy. And he's put, great, what's the best postal address? Do I read out the postal address? Because we could all send that person some abuse. Perhaps I'll save that for a later day. It's not my home address, obviously. Obviously not, no, Mr. Freebie. Uh and, and and actually, I don't think seeing your boat from Newham, the chances of you either two reading books are I'm pretty not from slim. Newham. Listen, I'm not from Newham. We've just where are you from? This oh, for Bethnal Green. Bethnal Green. It's all the same to me. All you towners. Oh my goodness yeah, me! Dear. 
But it, I, am I right? Both of you are probably, it's a 200-page book. You both probably struggle to read a 204-page book. I, I would. So beef, I'll have a talking book. Now, I do read books, but I can only read autobiographies. I can only read about real things. I can't read made-up stories. If you okay, think well, after 12 hours of animation a day, I'm going to read the book, you're very sorely mistaken. That's I've told you that someone study. can read it to me. That's why he's sending it to me and not use twos. Anyway, moving on. Someone at the door. Well, Manchester winning 50-45 against Strathclyde. Um, that's the end of Facebook Twitter that's questions. It. Well, let's, let's hope this recording works because we've lost John, we've lost George. Um, are we going to do predictions this week or next week? Next week. I won the predictions last week and we cut it out. Well, no, yeah, you nicked my 1-0. You nicked my bloody 1-0 and we have to cut it out. Hold on. You should have asked me first. I'm having 1-0 again this week as well, then. I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> You've got to run for your own back here. I'll tell you. I'll go Listen, you know about my predictions? Well, if you'd have sorted out your... MacBook before the game, we wouldn't have lost it. Anyway, uh, one nil blades. One nil blades. What one yeah. point out of eight games? Sheffield United, and you think they're going to win? Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm going draw. One nil West Ham. Two all. All right, and and before you give the whole look at me how well I did on um, at Super Six, you got nine points. I got nine points. So no, no, uh, I know you're seventeen. Um, I'm 13th, actually. You looked at the league before it updated. I'm now 13th. All right. Where am I? 40th. Something. Anyway, uh, I've been Sean. Uh, Nigel has been... Uh, Trying to be educated by watching BBC Two. Len has been... Brighton and Nigel. (laughs) (laughs) And, 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 and George, right, and the, <laughs> George and John were here, uh, but they, they've now gone. Uh, who's going to play the theme tune? Well, I suppose you text him and tell him to press the pause and you edit it at the end. Or you can put in the week before last theme tune. More than just a podcast. More than just a podcast. More than just a podcast. You know what that reminded me of? That reminded me of, um, never mind, a podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.